clawing out of the Sarlacc's belly, Boba Fett is going to join Mandalorian Season 2, a rescue of the son of Jabba the Hutt. And I also think Boba Fett and Mando will have a bit of a bond over the fact that neither one of them were truly Mandalorian blood. Boba started to regain consciousness and with his last remaining slivers of life, grabbed a piece of his melting armor and slashed his way out of the Sarlacc's belly. Welcome back to New Rockstars, this is Rogue Theory, and guys, Mandalorian Season 2 is like the only Star Wars news we've got in a long time, uh, but that's okay, because Mandalorian is probably the thing we've been the most excited about in the Star Wars universe for a while now. It's still locked in for October, so theoretically we're going to have something to look forward to after all this. Uh, and the big news is that Boba Fett is going to be on the show. That's the like thing that we all thought The Mandalorian was initially going to be about, was the return of Boba Fett. Turns out season two is about that. Also Bo-Katan's joining, and Ahsoka, and there's all kinds of stuff. We're going to get really into it. But I'm Philip Molina. I don't even know my own name, apparently. But who cares? Because Eric Foss is here, but also uh, because the real rejects are here, guys. Woo! We made it! We made it to new rock stars. Senpai <laughs> noticed yeah. us. So happy. Oh, man. Uh, so these guys, if you, if you don't know, uh, this is uh, John Humphrey and Greg Alba. Uh, if you guys can clarify for the audience, which of you is which? John Humphrey, Greg, Greg Alba. Alba. <laughs> no, Greg Alba, John whoa, Humphrey, yeah. Whoa, wait. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Eric Voss. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we're all Eric Voss in a gross way. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> if you guys can, real quick, just like shout out what you do on your channel in case people don't know what your deal is. We, we do reactions, but uh, we also like to provide as much commentary as possible to the point where even if the reaction wasn't there, you'd still get a full-on video as well. Reviews, sketches once in a while, too. Um, but yeah, I've been a big fan of New Rockstars for a very long time. The second Eric came on screen while we were prepping for this, my heart sunk for a little bit and I felt my personality shoot out the window. <laughs> and I was like, regain yourself, Greg. <laughs> Let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's a, a special power that he has to steal your soul. Yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> on this episode, we're also going to be talking about this ooh dark so gritty batman movie that oh it's never we've never had a gritty batman or, or wait maybe we have <laughs> they're all uh, grit but, yeah uh the last <laughs> one i think murdered a baby or something like the last one was so intense uh but th what i do like about it is that there's an alfred angle to this whole <laughs> batman grit that we're going to get into uh but first boba fett in mandalorian season two there's a lot to cover here i'm actually going to recap it for us normally we kind of jump right into it but in case you've been out of the loop on Star Wars news, I'm just going to uh, read off here what uh, all the new stuff we've learned recently. So Boba Fett is going to return, played by Tamora Morrison, uh, who played the father, Jango Fett, mm -hmm. uh, and has voiced Boba Fett in other Star Wars things. Um, we got hints that Boba Fett could have been the mystery figure that was at the end of that episode five uh, moment in the first season, where you hear the spurs and you know people were like, oh, could that be Boba? Maybe it actually was. We also just learned that Bo-Katan from the animated series Clone Wars and Rebels is also going to be joining. She's going to be played by Katie Sackhoff, who I'm like nuts about. I, if you if you watch Battlestar Galactica, I, I've just been sitting on my hands waiting for her to get a role in something else. I started to think that she only existed in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> She's such a badass. I'm super excited for her. She's the um, Mandalorian that we saw wielding the Darksaber before Moff Gideon showed up in the season one finale. Yeah. Uh, and then just reminder that Freaking Rosario Dawson, Cory Booker's girlfriend, uh, is going to be playing uh, live-action Ahsoka Tano, um, the central figure of Clone Wars and the recent final season. She's the ex-Jedi who helped Bo-Katan liberate Mandalore from Maul. 
Okay, we're all caught up. Everybody's on the same page. We know who Cory Booker's dating for some reason. Now I want you guys to pitch me. Here it comes. Real Rejects, are you ready? Eric Voss, are you ready? How are these characters going to play into The Mandalorian Season 2? How did Boba Fett survive the Sarlacc? How will Bo-Katan and Ahsoka tie in? Um, I'll go first, if, if that's okay. Greg, John, yes? Yes, Senpai. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eric has never been happier, by the way. Like, he's, like, so you. tickled right now. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's nice to have, like, like-minded... We always have, like, friends and, and family, I think, on the show. But we have, like, uh, other guys that I, I see reflected in Philip and me. It's, like, uh, some like-minded, uh, super funny, super smart nerds who, who yeah. just, like, get it the way we get it. So the, I, I love yeah, the white here. guy and the... Nick the brown exactly. Uh, I didn't yeah. say that. I didn't apply color to it. Oh boy. Okay. So we All know right, let the privilege speak. <laughs> um, okay, so we last saw Boba Fett uh, going into the belly of the Sarlacc, yeah? So uh, he's gotta get out of that thing. I think clawing out of the Sarlacc's belly, Boba Fett is going to join Mandalorian season two and he's gonna join forces with Ahsoka Tano. Um, in a way that brings her back to her first mission with Anakin Skywalker, a rescue of the son of Jabba the Hutt. Okay, so let's Ooh. rewind a little bit. So, little baby Jabba. Little baby Jabba. Uh, little baby Jabba. I believe that the way Boba Fett's gonna get out of that Sarlacc is he's gonna use the tooth of the Rancor. Maybe they fed that Rancor monster to the Sarlacc to get his digestive juices flowing. He finds Ooh. the tooth in there and claws out of the stomach. Like, what? so he, he's got a tooth and he, like, rides it down the intestines? No, no, he finds a tooth okay. in the intestines. We're going to gotcha. start the season in the belly. <laughs> Inside the belly of the beast. Yeah, yeah. He's going to claw his way out of it. Mandalorian gauntlet, like Patton Oswalt said, claws his way out of the pit. Right. And then he finds his, himself in the wreckage of Jabba's uh, pleasure skiff. Everyone's dead, but there is one survivor. Jabba's teenage son... Rota the Hutt, uh, aka Stinky, from the Clone Wars animated film. The first mission that Ahsoka Tano and Anakin Skywalker went on together to rescue this young Hutt. So, in order to endear himself to the Hutt gang members, the, the whole family of Hutts, he takes on this uh, mentorship role to this Hutt. He becomes a bodyguard to him. Uh, and then over the, over the next couple years, he becomes a, a bodyguard. M meanwhile, uh, we have the events of Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan from Rebels, uh, who are now going to be joining uh, the Mandalorian. And the reason why is Bo-Katan is looking for the Darksaber. It was stolen from her by Moff Gideon, and now she wants it back. So they're joining the, uh, the Mandalorian group with Baby Yoda, and uh, uh, Ahsoka Tano tells Mandalorian all about this. Is, you know he's related to this other famous Jedi. He gives them the whole backstory. So what we find out is that the reason Fennec Shand had a hit on her in episode five of the first season is that Fennec Shand tried to kidnap and was successful at kidnapping this young Rota the Hutt, Stinky. And only she knew the location of where this hut was. That's why Boba Fett is going to try to find her body. He's going to try to sniff out some clues of where this young hut is. And he goes and he, uh, he hooks up with Ahsoka Tano because she was the Jedi who was able to find him before. Maybe she can help find him again. And she's able to uh, track down this Road of the Hut. But we find out that the hit was planned because Road of the Hut's a little stinker. 
he was trying to like sell off all the moisture farms to a third party, and he deserves to die. And in the end, <laughs> Boba Fett plugs one in this young hut. And then Mando feels like, oh, maybe this young, uh, this young child who I'm training will turn into a monster the way this Mandalorian armor uh, child turned into a monster. And he begins to doubt the, uh, the intentions of young baby Yoda. You, you vaguely, just right at the end there, implied like it ends with Mando having a little gun to a little baby Yoda's head, like, I might have to do it? Yeah, that's, that's what he's wondering uh, at the end of this arc, is he's like, what's gonna, what will become of this thing? Like, what was, just because something's cute as an infant doesn't mean it's gonna stay cute its whole life, especially if it has powers. This thing tried to choke uh, Cara Doom. That's gonna lead to some kind of suspicion. Uh, and, All right. uh, uh, yeah. You heard it here first. Eric Voss wants Baby Yoda dead. Uh, we'll pay any cost, yes. any amount of credits. Yeah. Just to be right. Uh, Just I, to be right. I believe you, Eric. I hey, believe Eric, you. I'm going to give you, right now you've earned <laughs> one rogie. Oh, okay. So I'm going to hand that to you. Oh. Tell me what it turned into. And it's going to turn into a purple sparkle buck. Oh, how Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, you only have the opportunity to gain any more if you explain, like, really, what the hell is Mando doing the whole rest of the show? He just is, like, watching all this stuff, and then at the end, he's like, I might need to kill the baby. No, no, no. Uh, Mando, as, as I said, once he meets Ahsoka Tano, he starts to learn the history. His whole journey is to try to get Baby Yoda back to his home planet, his home species. And Ahsoka Tano is the first one to identify, hey, there was this other famous Jedi guru who is the same race as this thing. We don't know too much about it. There was like an episode of Rebels where you could see like what looked like a Yoda species on a cave mm -hmm. wall. Um, and maybe Bo-Katan will be able to shed some light on that. But that's gonna be like the mystery that they're following is they're gonna try to find out Baby Yoda's home species. But this Boba Fett story will be like a side trip that, uh, that teaches Mando to be more suspicious of this thing he's trying to protect. I needed it to end in Boba and Mando <laughs> fighting each other with Baby Yoda's head in the middle of two guns. Okay, just give yourself the rogie then. <laughs> no, uh, it's just a tip for uh, the people who still have to go. Uh, I need to see uh, Boba uh, and I was gonna say Boba and John fight each other. Uh, I'm down. Uh, Boba Let's and Mando it. fight each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric, you get plenty of rogies all the time. You're sure. gonna be fine. Fair. Uh, all right, who wants to go uh, next, Greg or John? Uh, I can go first. All right, so Mando, what he'll do is he'll return to Tatooine where he'll reunite with uh, Peli Motto. I think that's how you say her name. Peli Motto played by, what's her name? Amy Sedaris. There you go, John loves Ooh, her. It's the right, only help yes, you're right. getting from me. And this is when we first <laughs> yes, meet up. This is what it's like off camera all the time. Uh, this is when we first meet up with Boba Fett and he'll be without his armor and he'll have like this sense of shame, kind of think like a, a little bit of like a Logan-esque kind of character. And because uh, supposedly at the end of the episode of Gunslinger um, that we were talking about earlier, he approaches Fennec Shan's unconscious body and there'll be a tie-in to the famous Boba Fett quote, he's no good to me dead, revealing mm. Fennec Shan's character is still alive and Boba turned her in for a, a reward. However, I think Boba will have gotten rid of his armor and live a life of shame. Well, I mean, like, why else would this guy remain on Tatooine of all places, right? So he's had a rough life, okay? He's, he's, he saw his father beheaded, he failed to avenge him, and he was taken out by a blind Han Solo embarrassingly knocked into the Sarlacc pit. Now, how he escaped, 
I think Dave Filoni will more than likely, like how he's done in the past, pull from the Legends storyline. Granted, I know that's not canon, but I know he takes a lot of inspiration from there. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think he'll do like the whole psychic connection thing. I think it'll just be something simple, like the Sarlacc acid will come into play that triggers his jetpack that bursts him out, and he'll redo that scream that happened in Return of the Jedi when he went in. And oh, he'll yeah, just do the yeah, same yeah. exact scream ah! again, bursting back out. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think his encounter with the Mandalorian will be twofold, essentially. One will be a storyline that ties into the possible history of Baby Yoda. Uh, there's been a lot of clues and brief cloning discussion in the Mandalorian series. Uh, the scientists and Warner Herzog's team, as we know, wore the Kamino patch from Attack of the Clones. And so this will take them back to the roots of the initial science experiments on baby Yoda, the Navarro planet. And Mando, he'll convince Boba Fett to come with him to Navarro in search of the answers that Boba might be able to help him out with, considering the clone army stems from Boba's dad, he's a clone himself. And so Mando, when he's back at Navarro, they'll come into contact with Paz Vila from the tribe, who is already with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano. And Bo-Katan came here, similar to Eric's, upon hearing about the conflict with Moff Gideon. And in my version, she lost a battle to Moff Gideon, and that's how he got the Darksaber, and mm. wanted her to live with a sense of shame. So, But she mm. seeks to make things right, because, you know, he's knowing that he's uh, causing all this chaos. And then we also learned that Ahsoka is personally helping, because when we last saw her, she was setting out on a new journey with uh, Sabine Wren in Rebels. And we'll learn here that Sabine was actually killed by Moff Gideon. But maybe it's like a supposedly ambiguous thing. But I think this could be a good driving force for Ahsoka Tano. Because this, this can take a, a turn in the series where um, it, it sets up Moff Gideon to be more of like a centralized bad guy character for the second season. Because he didn't come in until like the last two episodes of the first season. So in this, right. this one, we can have it be more of a focus of he's, you know, whatever Darth Vader role played in the original trilogy he's like the central villain now right. because everyone's after him. Uh, and it could also give Ahsoka a turn where she's tempted by the dark side because now she's on a pure vengeance quest. And uh, Boba Fett, I think there'll be a cool part where we'll have like a moral conflict of turning baby Yoda in for a reward, but ultimately he'll decide against it. He'll choose to do the right thing, tying it back into the themes of morals, code, and customs. And I also think Boba Fett and Mando will have a bit of a bond over the fact that neither one of them were truly Mandalorian blood, yet they're major representations of them. And in the end, I think Mando will um, unite with the other Mandalores we saw in the series and bring Boba Fett with him. And uh, in episode three of Mandalorian season one, Mando was refusing a, a signet that was being offered to him for killing the, the right. Mudhorn. Yeah. And I think with Boba Fett's crazy story of surviving and ultimately killing the Sarlacc pit upon escape, he will be given a signet and semi-adopted in or accepted into the Mandalore officially. And uh, his armor will be restored as well. I love that. Or, or they'll just go to the cantina and they'll see him drinking blue milk and it's just a quick cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, go f*** yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very Logan-esque. Uh, or that just seems like I'm just upset with you, Greg. Uh, but, uh, here's, why, here's why I really like it. What you rooted uh, into Gideon being kind of like the Vader where somebody was wronged with him in the past, wronged by him in the past. Uh, there's a vengeance tale there. 
And that suddenly took this character that was so threatening and so fascinating right away and gives him a at least personal link to somebody who's going to be important on the show. Because right now, Mando kind of has like a little bit like... Yeah, this guy I kind of now don't like, but mm. it's, it wasn't like my like my life's goal to get back at this guy. So bringing in another character, and that really is like this is the one person who I'm gonna go down fighting, uh, is is probably a great way to really wreak uh, as much emotion and and uh, like tension out of him continuing to be the villain. So for that, oh my god, I'm so relieved to hear you say all those nice things. Oh, okay, <laughs> here you go. Here's here's one. Oh, then, I, I will get this contact fluid oh, for my <laughs> my, my eyes are always oh, red and looking like I smoked beforehand when really it's just my contacts drying out. So this is really going to no come No one's buying it. No one's <laughs> buying it. Uh, here's a second one. I, uh, this pipe that I uh, need for my uh, throat. Oh, oh. No. oh. Gonna take this multi-purpose duster so that way the Zoom meeting wow. can still resume normally and Office clear off the computer. Supplies. What do you <laughs> have an Office Depot just right yeah. out of reach of like, like the Walgreens? If you could just get us like a uh, mug of pens, that would be nice. <laughs> you guys just need supplies. <laughs> All right, uh, I love it. I think that that uh, there's really strong motivation there. Uh, uh, exciting. I still would love to see uh, a clash between Mando and Boba, but actually you have a solid point of making them they're both outsiders mm -hmm. uh, and finding a bond there uh john give me the two guns to baby yoda's head and make sure to include the thing yeah make sure to include that in. even if it doesn't work yeah. you just throw it in there zoom out on baby yoda guns all the way yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a bottle episode Phillip's there eric's there yeah <laughs> No, it's just a bunch of clones of Eric. <laughs> it's the new clone army. That's how New York Search works. <laughs> That's that was my theory all along. All right, all right, get ready, you guys, because this episode of The Mandalorian is gonna knock your socks off. Okay? You're only gonna do one episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> this is a, This is shaping up to be a two-parter. Okay. Okay. But, but, all right. But I I digress. We open on the desert, pitch black. It's dead of night, except for the blue light that the three moons shine on Tatooine, and uh, you know, we, we pan down, we see the sand, it's all tranquil, and the little space creature scurries by, and the sand starts to give way. Out shoots a hand with a decaying glove on it. Jump cuts, someone's climbing out, shedding <laughs> sliver after slitter of twisted metal. Finally, standing, butt naked under the moonlight, a figure. He drops his helmet to the ground and we see a familiar antenna. Title card smash, The Mandalorian season two. All right, so then, <laughs> the butt? That's then yes, it's a close yeah, up. To, to be clear, it zooms in to be clear, on his sarlacc pit and blows up. Boba, 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 but like, fat. like so, so mysterious. Uh, like silhouette appears <laughs> yeah. by moonlight. Yeah. yeah, clear, full frontal. That's definitely Boba Dick. Like, <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm already for my theory. Yeah. It's like I'm T eight. Well, that's that was part one of the episode. Uh, that was just the pro. That's just, that's just Boba. <laughs> the show up is just who is this guy? The the, the cold um, open. But anyway, the episode <laughs> continues and we cut back to the present. Baby Yoda and Mando. They're in their ship, but butt things naked. are going wrong. They're butt, <laughs> they're butt naked after a shower. Does he stay naked the whole time? <laughs> well, I mean. 
I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but this take on Boba Fett does have a symbolic nudity element because he is often oh, wrapped nice. in that cape that people say is too long for him to be Boba Fett. Well, maybe Boba Fett, living out in the deserts of Tatooine, has adopted a robe to keep him safe from the sandstorms and whatnot. However, anyway, present day. <laughs> Interested. Jinjarin and Baby Yoda are evading. They're caught in some kind of dog fight. Someone's pursuing them, so they have no choice but to take a little bit of refuge back on Tatooine, one of the last places they want to get to. Meanwhile, we cut back to Shenick fans, to Fennec Shans. <laughs> Star Wars names. You cut back to Fennec Shans' <laughs> unconscious body coming to as uh, the figure, now wearing that cloak, picks her up. Then she comes to in his little desert hovel. And this is where we first meet. We don't know who this guy is yet, but you know, we're fans, we're getting a sense. So we establish here that Fennec and him, they have a little bit of, uh, you know, connective tissue in their past. Mm. Fennec is a little dazed, and this guy, whoever he is, is batshit crazy, all right? He's not all there because, and we will learn this later, but I'm gonna get to it now because it's a part of the question. How did he escape from the Sarlacc pit? Well, I'll tell you. He was in there unconscious for a long time. Acid burning through his armor. And finally, coming to, because of the telepathy inside of the Sarlacc, Boba started to regain consciousness and with his last remaining slivers of life, grabbed a piece of his melting armor and slashed his way out of the Sarlacc's belly. No special, you know, sacrificial teeth or anything like that, just a piece of his <laughs> own armor. And yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Eric. <laughs> There's a real competition now. My chance to yeah. stick it to you. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, but hold on. Couldn't the acid touch the jetpack and make it shoot off too? That gets him part of the way, but that's not going to do it all, all right? That's what I got covered. It crashes him up through the Sarlacc's heart, which he then, you know, has to gore his way out of and climb Closet up his throat out. to get out. Yeah. Naked. Eventually yeah. climbs out of its mouth, yeah. Um, and then, you know, falls back into the sand because, you know... But anyway, so that's part of how this all happened was, you know, the telepathic link brought him back to consciousness and then he gored his way out and was left reeling from the experience, both physically traumatized, mentally traumatized, images from his past life, from the future, from all sorts of things of the other Mandalorians, perhaps. We don't know yet. Cut back to John, the hovel. Yes. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you uh, a challenge. You are killing it. I am, I am, I, I would pay money for this. I think it's like so epic already. But also, I think we're about as far into your theory as everybody else's. And I know there's a homeless man in a tent who has All been right. naked. Speed this thing up. So, so, I get you. I get you. Speed it up. So I'm just curious if it, if it goes anywhere else. Okay. So, as Fennec and Boba, and, uh, unknown Boba, are getting situated, there's a knock on their little hovel door. Somebody shows up, because this is the Hateful Eight episode of the season. This is gonna oh. be a bottle. We're gonna get a few people here, and so we have this Traveler character who doesn't really have any business with Fennec, but she's on pursuit of a rogue Mandalorian who, obviously, word tra The dead speak! Word travels through the galaxy. She's on the hunt for... A rogue Mandalorian and the Dark Saber. That's how Bo Katan gets involved with this. And then Mando and Baby Yoda out in the deserts, they're wandering around. Finally, they come across the hovel and they're let in. And so it's just the five of them right now N unknown Boba, Fennec, uh, Mando, and Baby Yoda. I 
and uh, uh, Bo-Katan. And they're all in there. A and perfect hateful eight. Yes. And because of this, <laughs> this is going to be the episode where we dive into the Mandalorian culture even further. Because we have three steps. We have an authentic Mandalorian, a raised Mandalorian, and by all accounts, a Mandalorian who is only really a Mandalorian in image. Dave Filoni has talked about George yep. Lucas being like, nope, he's not an actual Mandalorian. And so that's going to play into the belonging, the culture, the aspects of their religion and whatnot, because again, you have three levels of authenticity to deal with, putting them all at odds with each other. Yeah. However, they've all been crossed by the Empire and were able to, through this, establish that Mando is not the one who took the lightsaber, even though those stories meshed closely together. And so, in this little bottle episode here, we have everybody at first, you know, maybe there's some fighting, some scuffling with the Mandalorians, figure out their junk. But then, to cap off the episode, one more figure shows up out of the sandstorm. Who is it? It's Ahsoka Tano, who's been tracking Mando and Baby Yoda because she senses that a very powerful, very special force user is somewhere out there in need of training. And ah, she is here to ah, do that. And it's cool. at this point, I mean, we're going to cap the episode off with that. She's going to get there, and everyone's going to be like, whoa, crazy, it's Ahsoka Tano for the first time. It's Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Cory Booker's coming. Yeah, we heard about that. The next episode, we're going to learn about her and Bo-Katan, them, you know, in this joint venture together and how that figures in, and, and that's going to go down a whole other road that's going to lead us to Moff Gideon. Yeah. Man, we did it. We did it. And Boba Fett, Bravo. he's able to redeem himself, and they're both able to become full Mandalorians. It's great. He gets some clothes. He gets some clothes yeah. on, eventually. Not important. Yeah. Not important. Mm -hmm. uh, you can put a jetpack on a bare naked ass. It'll <laughs> <laughs> probably burn you, but... Uh, uh, okay, so... Uh, and to be clear, at no point is Baby Yoda between two pistols. He's between two... <laughs> Just make it work. Scantily clad men. Yeah. So yes, between so two, yes, pistols. two pistols. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Because uh, uh, you know, Mando that... takes off everything except his helmet, and then Boba's naked. Ten rogies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three rogies. <laughs> oh! oh my god! Oh, it's thanks. not often. One, two. Oh, really? Uh, oh, girl. So and many three. of my favorite characters. Uh, wow. You did. Wow. You did a lot of the things that I I love for people to do. You made us feel like we were watching it. You went rogue. Uh, you didn't uh, uh, skimp on the X-rated nature that we know Disney Plus has got to do. <laughs> More frontal nudity of <laughs> nice. men in The Mandalorian. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Normalize the dong. Put the man in, in the Mando. Mandong. <laughs> Mandong Glorian. Mandong Glorian. Mandong name. Uh, okay, great. I love it. Uh, guys, I want uh, most of all of yours to happen. I want all three of your uh, solutions for how he, he escapes the Salt Pit. Uh, but uh, let's just hear them back in the form of a tweet. Remind us your thing, uh, each of your theories, uh, the order you went. Uh, and editors, if we can put Eric uh, inside of uh, the belly so that we remember that element of his uh, story. All right, I'll keep mine real simple. Boba, Jabba. Bo-Katana, yada, yada. <laughs> uh, uh, one more time, a little faster. Boba, Jabba, Bo-Katana, yada, yada. <laughs> I mean, we all have to keep doing this, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm imagining Pumbaa for some reason uh, singing this. All right, Greg, what do you got? Boba might become a real Mandalore? Easter eggs and breakdowns, new rock stars. <laughs> That's the title of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hashtag we... new rockstar. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it's always the confidence that uh, uh, people in our profession uh, nail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and John, what do you got? Rebirth! It's a bottle episode. Cheeks. Dongs. Ideology. Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad at some point you mentioned what show you were even talking about. <laughs> should the, wait, should this tweet actually sum up the story? Is this going to be a real tweet? A I thought we were just messing around. Uh, you know what? It used to be summarize your theory, but uh, Eric, Tommy, it just, Twitter, it's all, it's all. We've moved on. <laughs> it, it evolved in the worst way. Like, man. Uh, one thing Zach right, left uh, out of the outline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we move on, thanks so much to ExpressVPN for helping us out uh, with making this show possible at all. So a bunch of us are stuck at home right now. Are you guys roommates? Yeah, sure. Always. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, uh, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that you need your internet privacy, especially if you and your roommate share a computer, which it looks like you guys do right now. Uh, and using incognito mode actually does not hide everything because did you guys know your ISP can still see every site you visit with whether or not you're using incognito mode? I do now. Oh, wow. Thank you for that information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. What can we do to exactly. stop this? <laughs> You gotta use ExpressVPN. You use it anytime you go online. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP cannot see where, where you're going. It reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers. Uh, and there's thousands of people on there. So because everyone's anonymous, they can't tell who's looking at what. They can tell some people are like funky, but that's it. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with the best in class encryption and your information's all protected. Uh, and it works on every device that you use for internet, computers, tablets, smartphones. You just tap a button and you're protected. Uh, it's also the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market, and rated number one by CNET and Wired. And obviously those people are experts on, on this kind of stuff. So guys, protect your online activity today with a VPN that we trust for our secure uh, privacy. Visit expressvpn.com slash rogue. This is uh, our PSA every week. I remind people rogue is spelled R-O-G-U-E, not R-O-U-G-E. That's rouge. Rouge one. It's a beautiful color. Yeah. Uh, but no, rouge. it's expressvpn.com slash rogue, R-O-G-U-E. And you get three months free uh, oh, awesome. on a one-year package awesome. if you do that. Uh, that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash rogue. Nice. Uh, ExpressVPN.com slash rogue to learn more. Guys, it's time to talk about the Discord rogue theory Woo! of the week. All right. Uh, so this is where um, we get to dive into our fans' theories. Uh, and these people are such great like experts that sometimes their theories are a little better than ours. Yeah. So we decided to start highlighting them based on the, the game that we play in Discord of Rogue Theory. So this week we had three selected patrons pitch the Star Wars plot that they would like to see Taika Waititi direct. So this was the topic of last week's Rogue Theory, uh, but now we want to know uh, just better ideas than the ones we had. Uh, Syndra and Ironheart both really solid, solid theories, but this week's winner is Son of Thunder. Woo! Uh, give it up for Son of Thunder. Uh, guys, I want to hear your thoughts on this. So this is, again, Taika Waititi would be directing this movie. Gotcha. This would be gotcha. an extension of Mandalorian season two becomes a, a movie where Ahsoka Tano is taking baby Yoda to get Jedi training, which is uh, very similar to your theory, but uh, it all it takes place on Endor. Uh, and the coolest thing about this theory is that uh, when stormtroopers come in to attack again, the uh, the Ewoks are so primed and like ready now for a fight. They like destroy the stormtroopers. Nice. There's a moment in, in uh, their theory where you, it just cuts to Ewoks just eating stormtroopers. Yes, like, yes. Like, I like, want like, that. Tearing their guts apart. 
Uh, what do you guys think of Ahsoka uh, taking Baby Yoda to Endor and Ewoks eating Stormtroopers? I think it's good Ewok redemption right there. I feel yeah. like the Ewoks have been getting a lot more love as of late, and I think this is a great way to showcase. Honestly, what do you mean as of late? Oh, because they were in uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, no, I'm just hearing a lot of people on the internet, like a lot of like YouTube channels, will start talking about. You know, I grew up on the Ewoks, and I think that uh, the Ewoks are something that people like. There was that Ewok. Um, what was that movie that came out a few years ago? It was like a straight-to-video movie oh, or something. Yeah, it was like a little Ewok. Jabby Walkies? I, th I see a lot of people talking about that a lot more now. And I, th uh, <laughs> and I feel like uh, this would be a Because really, uh, I think taking Taika to do something where you kind of give a revamp of a character or, you know, characters, I think Taika would be yeah. the best one to do something like that. And I feel like giving a great positive light to them would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, couldn't you see like a stormtrooper going like, I don't know, they're they're kind of cute. I don't want to shoot them. Mm -hmm. Aren't you cute? And then the Ewok bites his fingers yeah. off. You yeah, know, like I I love giving more of that story because you know at the end of Return of the Jedi they're drumming on this uh, stormtrooper helmet. So like, <laughs> yeah. they did something with and, those uh, and one of their head falls out and yeah. rolls away. Yeah. I want to see like a John Favreau chef movie, but with, like with the Ewoks <laughs> serving up <laughs> the meat of stormtroopers different yeah. ways, like. Mm, you can grill it this way. I want to like a nice ASMR -y, uh, gif video yeah. of just like how you slice up a stormtrooper's rib meat. ASMR. Grill it on. And I also ASMR. think. <laughs> I mean, with Taika Waititi's like what we do in the shadows, he's also like a horror comedy kind of guy, too. So I think getting right, some exactly. of that in there with Ewoks showing their more savage side, that'd be pretty cool. Honestly, I just cut out Ahsoka and Baby Yoda and make it a Stormtrooper Ewok horror. Yeah, just that. Yeah. Zombies, yeah, they're all around. They're eating them up. It's terrifying. Uh, and delicious. Give it up to Son of Thunder again uh, for yeah. winning uh, this week's uh, Discord Rogue Theory. Uh, clearly, we got really excited about it. Uh, guys, it's time to talk about the oh, so dark Batman. No Batman has ever been so dark. Uh, okay, so. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? So the uh, one thing that actually is really interesting about this, because we've heard that before, right? We need a dark take of Batman, and we've seen dark takes. But Andy Serkis did an interview this week where he talked about directing Venom 2 and then playing Alfred in the upcoming The Batman. And he said something that made my little cowl ears perk up. Uh, that not only that this is going to be the darkest Batman movie ever, but that it's actually really about the connection between Alfred and Bruce. Right, right. This mm. is... Uh, gonna be an Alfred and Bruce story, and it's gonna be really dark. So I want you guys to pitch me the darkest Batman and Alfred story you can think of. All right, guys, get ready. Because in my version, Bruce doesn't want to get there. Bruce is a sensitive child, and he's not having an easy time coping with the death of his parents. Or he didn't, because we're not going to start there. Matthew Reeves just wants to deal with the effects of the origin. And the effects are, I mean, he's left alone with Alfred, and he's got to face the world. And Alfred, he's an ex-military guy. He's got the charisma. He's an actor, too. But he's also tough, and he's also about getting into that character. So what does he do? He molds Bruce's life from the time he's a young boy boy all they do is spar read about the art of war mm. and uh, he basically trains bruce as his own protege and i mean they're talking back and forth sparring no gloves no protection all fight club and uh pretty much it's going to be abu an abusive surrogate father-son relationship where he's oh, pushing whoa. him into the family business oh damn so yeah. it's kind of like uh, uh liam neeson in batman begins exactly of kind of like martha you know, a mentor that abuses yeah. him. yeah martha and thomas they wouldn't have wanted this yeah and bruce 
Dude. Probably wouldn't have fallen into it had it not been for Alfred. So, no. no Ra's um, It's like, imagine a no. whiplash, but with fighting. Exactly. A Russian not dragon. my tempo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. You already get a rogi. Yeah. Boom. Woo. Uh, a single rogi. Oh, I, I, I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, creepy. <laughs> you got a lot of uh, uh, dolls just right. I grabbed there. everything <laughs> out of my car today. <laughs> and Greg only gotcha. has office supplies. Yeah. <laughs> I only need essentials right now. Speaking of Greg, why don't you go? All right. My version would take place where. Batman has pretty much locked away most of his criminals. A lot of them are in Arkham Asylum. And Alfred's whole goal this entire time has been making sure that Bruce does not cross over to the darkest depths of his personality within Batman. He's already at this point where he's like, he helps him out all the time. That sick-ass Batmobile that he has in the new Batman movie, Alfred helped put that together. But he's really involved. He, right. he does have a background with Bruce where he realized like, there's no way he can change this kid from going down a dark path. Uh, so he took it upon himself to look after him, train him, all the talks about why not to kill have stemmed from the fact of how Alfred has helped train his mentality in that direction. Because in like Matt Reeves' version, he wants to have a little bit more of a pathos take on Batman. So honoring that, this version would go down a wildly different path. Bruce Wayne would eventually crack and he would start becoming a murderer as Batman and start killing off uh, people in his rogues gallery. He's murdering people left and right, and it's and Alfred has found a way where he, there's no way Alfred can actually take control of this level that Bruce has gone down. So Alfred does the one thing he thought he could never do, which is uh, actually tell the police who Batman really is and that it's Whoa. Bruce Wayne snitches on him. Batman finds out because he's looking outside of his uh, home at the Wayne Manor drinking alcohol. That's right. Bruce Wayne is an alcoholic in my version. And then he sees the cop cars coming. There's, he sees a news report about how Alfred Pennyworth ratted him out to the police. And then Bruce does the one thing he thought he would never do. He crosses to the ultimate darkest depths, becoming the villain that he always feared he would be by killing Alfred because Alfred ratted him right. out. And then now it's Batman on the run, truly rogue, truly solo. Well, and also like, you know, he's it's Wayne Manor, right? And, and all the police are coming in. So he also has like a little mini Waco or something where he like has to take out all the cops. Yeah, too. Waco, love it. Uh, yeah, that's oh, great. Yeah. Big, fans yeah. of big, big Waco fans over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is hella dark. Uh, yeah, automatically two rogi. Yeah, we're there. tied. Oh, yeah. In mine, there are oh. no lights at all. Um, I, 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 my, you found my cell phone. Thank you, Philip. Oh my god, I've been looking everywhere for this thing. Thank you so uh, much. That's a rose gold cell phone. It's, a, it's precious. Uh, yeah. And then uh, what else? What else? It was two rogi. Yeah. Oh, oh. What do you know? The, oh, perfect. The one now he, we get to the toy. coffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Found a toy. <laughs> Only the essential. Got it at Office Depot there. too, actually. So very happy about it's this a one. Stapler. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stapler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has bat-shaped staples. It sucks. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, though, very good because also I really love the idea that the trauma inflicted upon Batman doesn't make him a vigilante. It breaks him, mm -hmm. right? And you actually end up with Dexter. Yeah. Right, where it's it's uh, an older father figure knows that he's got a sociopath on his hands and doesn't want to kill exactly. a child. 
but it's like the best I can do is give him uh, a creed to live by right. and it's you know fine you can take people and bring justice you just can't kill them mm. you can dangle them off buildings and if they happen to fall whatever but mm. uh, and then he crosses over and then having to, to take each other out great job very exciting I want it to be that so far yeah uh, but Eric top it show them how it's done you're their mentor good luck boss <laughs> all right fellas, let's do this I just he started by the way <laughs> he started by like uh, senpai noticed me and now he's like bring it i'm the batman in my story right? everyone's <laughs> naked that's what's happening right now. all right guys um so i'm gonna go rogue and i'm going dark i think the movie's gonna open with alfred pennyworth's murder i think he's gonna be dead Damn. in the Ooh. opening minutes of the movie so what happened what happened? <laughs> so we've seen some like set photos that have come out, right? Some of them are legit. Some of them we don't really know, but we know there is some murder victim whose face has been wrapped up in cellophane with the words "No More Lies" written on it. We also know that uh, a Batman figure—we don't know if it's like the real Batman or, or a stunt guy or whatever—is visiting uh, a cemetery in uh, in the Edinburgh area, and I think he's visiting nice. Alfred's grave. So. The ah. murder of Alfred is is sent Bruce Wayne into a tailspin because it's re-triggered all the emotional trauma of his own parents' murder, but now he's like reliving that with this other pseudo-father figure to him. He realizes that Alfred was more of a father to him than his parents were throughout his life, so mm. he's lost another dad. So he, with this death though, is this mystery. Who murdered him? And why was it this like symbolic murder what does a message no more lies mean well bruce begins to dig into alfred's paperwork and he finds out that alfred knew a dark political secret about the coming gotham mayoral election and that a mayoral candidate maybe peter sarsgaard's character has uh an illegitimate son who has gone uh dark and is now like a serial murderer throughout the city of gotham who is killing all these people and he believes that one of these people was alfred and alfred knew that secret and he used this son as like a hitman to go against alfred wow. uh so batman's investigating this crime and then other people begin to die the wealthy elite of gotham begin to die oswald cobblepot dies mm. it's, it's it's crazy there's blood all over this uh and while investigating this further he realizes by the end of it uh, it's not exactly the conspiracy theory that we thought. The murderer is the son of Alfred, who, as a child, huh. killed someone, Damn. got sent to juvie. Alfred disowned him, uh, and he had to sit, he had to detach himself from his son, and then reapply all his uh, paternal affection onto Bruce Wayne and raise him as a son that he he could no longer have. And eventually, that son came back to suffocate him and murder him. Uh, because we realized that the person he killed was Alfred's ex-wife, who he put a bag over her head, wrapped it around her Jesus. head, and killed her. And now it's come back around to kill Alfred. But that kid had a little brother named Jason. Jason Todd Pennyworth. And now Bruce Wayne <laughs> oh brings him under Jason Pennyworth. And he held two guns against <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Alfred Hood. Uh, all right. Uh, Eric, I love it. Uh, I just want you to just tag one more thing and just point out for everyone something that you were too subtle about. Who would this kid have more hatred toward in the world than... Bruce Wayne. So that becomes exactly. the battle the at the end of it. He killed Alfred in order to get to Bruce Wayne's heart. He realized killing him wouldn't make him feel anything, but killing his father figure would break his heart and make him live with that the way that this murderer had to live without having a father. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they're surrogate brothers in a way. Uh, having to, to battle it out. Oh, great job. 
That's three rogies for Mr. Eric Voss. Whoa! Three. three! And they can't be sparkle bucks. Oh, too late. They already are because <laughs> now I got a space sparkle buck and a reality sparkle buck and a soul sparkle no. buck. I only need two more. What's gonna happen if we get to all six? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna snap half the views uh, off great. this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, all right, guys, let's hear them, uh, these dark tweets. Let's try to summarize our theories in these tweets. Uh, dark tweets, bring them back. Abusive father, Batman. <laughs> great. Hashtag Mandalorian. <laughs> yes! <laughs> no. uh, what's your tweet? Bruce Wayne now as an alcoholic crosses over into the territory that he never thought he would be. The villain. Hashtag circus. And well, I don't know why I said it. hashtag Andy Circus there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Andy Circus. Because it's trending. It's, it's, it's trending, trending, it's trending now, now that I said it. Now it's yeah. trending. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Okay, my tweet is just um, a very confusing tweet from Matt Reeves that says, Alf dead. And then Alf starts trending because everyone thinks he's dead. So Alf has to uh, reply to him and be like, I'm not actually dead. And then he's, And Denzel's gift starts trending of like, oh god, I thought Alf uh, something happened to yeah, Alf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think I'm finally getting this tweet game now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I finally got no, it. Good. <laughs> no, you guys you guys made more sense than Eric's Wait. every week now is starting with uh, uh, sends a really confusing tweet. Like <laughs> that is misinterpreted. And then, yeah, we have to explain it in a tweet down. Uh, guys, it's time for rogue questions. I know some of these scores are tied, so uh, this could be the tiebreaker. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Number one, Michael Douglas said on Instagram this week that news about Ant-Man 3 might be coming soon before joking that Marvel henchmen were about to dart him. Uh, he's so funny. Uh, besides giving away a spoiler, what would make Marvel henchmen dart you? Um, uh, stealing Kevin Feige's hat. Because he's just got, like, an uh, exposed brain under that. I think Disney would dart me for becoming that guy who just started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 and is about to tell you how great it is and how much it should have played into the movies, damn it! <laughs> yep. Uh, and what do you got? Uh, for reacting to a new Rockstars video and debunking all their theories and then being a little too close to home for Marvel. You think Marvel's really on our side? Marvel's definitely on your side. <laughs> They're not paying you guys? <laughs> I thought they were paying you guys. That's why we agree to be here today. Yeah, I thought we were Nobody in the house of mouse. anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if people were paying us, you think we'd be uh, hawking hand sanitizer, which, by the way, uh, bit.ly slash nrchill, you can buy some hand sanitizer. Uh, number two, the New Mutants is supposedly still getting a theatrical release. Sure. Yeah. Right. Nobody knows when. Pitch me on the updated title that this movie has to be given, because they're not new anymore. Yeah. New Mutants. Mutant Harder. <laughs> The new Gross. New Mutants. Seriously, though. My title is, like, five years from now when everyone is homeless and living on the street, and the title is just trying to be relevant to that, and it's called Too Few Tents. <laughs> <laughs> Too Few Tents. Too Few Tents. <laughs> Number three, General Mills is releasing a Mandalorian cereal with Baby Yoda-shaped marshmallows. <laughs> what would Yoda sound like eating Baby Yoda cereal? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Not bad. Tasty. We are. Uh, bah! Bah! Too much refined sugar I have eaten. Bah! Bah! Kill me, you must. Bah! <laughs> 
uh, Eric gets a rogi for that one because I like the image <laughs> of uh, just puppet Baby Yoda and it, with practical effects. Oh, got the yes! one. Oh, now yes. Uh, now we have to know what happens. It's irresponsible uh, to award him any more rogies. <laughs> Actually, uh, let's find out if it is. What, what are all our point totals? I've got four. Ro I think I think Eric's got five. I've got four. I've got five, Rogi. Oh, Eric won. Yeah, that makes sense. So <laughs> close. Rigged. You guys are so rigged close. Rigged. Rigged. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, we such act you anymore. Egos at new rock stars, man. <laughs> Dude, uh, I was ready to give it up. Eric had signed the contract. He was like, whoever dethrones me today... That's right. Uh, ...gets the job, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, guys, so that means Eric's our winner. Eric, uh, what's your wish? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the wish part. Uh, okay, so uh, what are we talking about? I will give John my job. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Um, so we all have to say what we think Boba Fett's final line should have been in Return of the Jedi, other than just to scream as he tumbled into the pit. Han! They're called eye drops! Ouch, 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 ouch! Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give yourself uh, a rogi. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. 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 Ah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thank you so much to our guests. Guys, plug yourselves. How can I find you? On The Real Rejects, a YouTube channel. And on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon, Real Rejects. The Greg Alba on Instagram and Twitter. Dad John Humphrey on Instagram and Twitter. Check them out. These guys are great. Uh, if you like our content, you'll like their content because they're huge ripoffs of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, we don't do anything like what you guys do, and you guys are great fans. And, and I'm so glad you guys uh, came on. We'd love to have you this on. This was again. seriously an honor. Uh, Eric, Thank you. Seriously, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Eric, anything you want to plug? Uh, watch a new rock stars video. And hey, there's uh, there are some other people who are afraid to put themselves on camera who do this kind of yeah. work. That for whatever reason during this quarantine, you all are flocking to. Why not give some love to the brave nerds who put themselves on camera, try to make jokes, and put themselves out yeah. there? It's a very right. vulnerable, yeah. difficult. Thing. <laughs> we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> We yes. self-congratulate uh, Our mental health is delicate. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much to everybody. Thank you. Do not forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed. Stay tuned to our YouTube channel for everything that we're somehow still pumping out. Uh, uh, Eric's a big part of that. Uh, but thanks to uh, all our supporters on Patreon, too, for making this happen. And, of course, ExpressVPN. Sign up for that thing because it really does help us. Uh, follow Twitter. Uh, <laughs> follow Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> they're, they're an up-and-coming brand, Jack and they need it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, at New Rockstars. Uh, follow me. Uh, uh, it says here. Here, follow me at EA Voss. Oh. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's what they do. That's all they do. All right. That's it. Have a good one, guys. Bye.